0: As has become kind of normal on the Sim Sundays podcast now, which absolutely baffles me, we're doing another episode of Sim Sundays podcast in the most incredible location. I'm sat here with Rory Alexander, who you might know as Eerie is, in the McLaren Hospitality. As you can probably hear, the GT3 three hour SRO race is happening behind us, but we're going to ignore that. We're going to talk about you, Rory. How are Great. you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right, I'm all right. Thanks. How are you? I'm absolutely loving life. Um, Honestly, every time I come to one of these SRO races and we get to walk through the pits and the grid and, you know, the sim racing community gets just folded into this world, it totally blows my mind the, the life that we're getting to lead as, like, nerdy sim racers. Yeah, it's uh,
1: getting this close to the real thing and I think this is why I love this series in particular, so the Fanatec GT World Challenge, especially the endurance one, Yeah. you know, you can go anywhere you want. Basically, with the right, you know, pass, but Even with Formula One, you know, you yeah. can't get that close. Yeah. But for me, these cars are the last kind of real race cars. You know, they sound like race cars. They look like race cars for me. And um, to be able to get that close to them, you know, I I just love it. I cannot okay, get enough of it.
0: You're saying get that close, right? But tell me what you were doing about an hour and ten minutes oh. ago, just uh, just before we started yeah, chatting. In,
1: in a rather pinch me moment. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was in the safety car for the start of the final round, uh, which is insane. You know, um, I've never been in a supercar before. I've never done a track day before. So to have that as my, you know, my debut, if you like, uh, leading 55 cars round Circuit de Catalunya, Barcelona, um, a race, a track that I've done thousands of laps on at home, um, is, yeah. I was, it got a little emotional at the end. Uh, yeah, I, I'm bet, alive, I bet.
0: So Now, I want to talk all about you, right, and your story. But first of all, we can't really just leave that there. What hmm. was it like being sat in the safety car at the beginning of the race, going around a track, like you say, that you've raced virtually thousands and thousands of times. So I, I was fortunate enough to do the same thing at KOTA last oh, wow. year. And I yep. raced Cota on the F1 game um, and, and ACC. So, and going around it, I couldn't help detach my memories of the game from my experience at the time how was it for you
1: uh the thing that hit me immediately is this it sounds silly the speed the g-forces the weight movement of it yeah Um, it was you know we we sort of fired off the line straight away and you think it's just a slow safety car right because you've got a load of gt3s behind you this is a serious piece of kit so the first thing for me was just the speed of it, like the acceleration, it put me. Like I was leaning forward in my seat, holding the GoPro because we had a GoPro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It threw me back. Yeah. Um, and then next thing you know, we're down at turn number one. It drops a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought he was going to break more than he did. <laughs> so I thought, hang on a minute, no, this isn't gonna, this it, right? isn't going to work. He literally fired it through turns one and two, and I, it was. I was basically going because you have to almost braced to yeah. to go through it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. To be honest, it was. It wasn't as close to the sim. As i thought it was gonna be
0: wasn't it was, no interesting so, i thought Kota was exactly as i was expecting I, it to I be did.
1: it looked like it but the feelings is something that i just right it, it took my breath away
0: i mean you can't replicate the feeling like the one thing that i remember from going around Kota was the feeling of the brakes even now after yeah. feeling the speed feeling the g-forces going side to side to side through the s's the thing that i will always remember and I was, I was, it was Jem Hepworth that was driving. I was in the passenger seat, and we were going up to turn one, just out of the pits, right. So we didn't even have a full pit <laughs> length <laughs> yeah. of speed accumulated. And as she smashed on the brakes, like the it was like my heart yep. kept going. Yep.
1: My phone went in the in the footwell. I thought, oh no, it's going to go under oh his footwell. Goodness, uh, that's terrifying. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then before I could do anything, I couldn't go down and reach it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't so move it, very it much. There was something flapping around between my legs like like yeah. Sebastian Vettel said. So, uh, <laughs> but no, it was an amazing reference. experience. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. You know, um, but yeah, um, I mean, I think maybe I was just kind of in shock at the G forces and the speed, because uh, as I say, I've never been, you know, I've never been in a sports car or a, a supercar yeah. before. So maybe once I get more used to it, I don't know when that will ever be. <laughs> <laughs> i more will, used to
0: it. Right. more used okay, to being yeah. in a safety
1: car or an Audi R eight. Then maybe it'll be a bit more like it. But it really did shock me the uh, the differences.
0: Okay, so let's just acknowledge something, right? We're having this great discussion right now, uh, sat in the paddock at SRO about your lap in the <laughs> safety car at yeah. the beginning of the three hour endurance race, the GT three mm. SRO World Challenge, right? Where were you eighteen months ago?
1: I was a, I was a director in social housing in London. Thirteen years deep into a into a career that I just kind of did because everybody's, you know, that's what everybody you gotta does. You climb a ladder, right? Everybody does. Uh, my father owns his own building company. My father-in-law was a director at the at the housing association where I met my wife. So I had a very skewed perception of success. I thought success was being a director yeah. in a in a corporate
0: business inside right? an institution, right? Yeah, You yeah. even met your, you met your wife at the job. Yeah. Right, yeah. so you were you were living the life of this corporate. So I thought I
1: when I you know I worked as hard as I could and got to, I became a director at 31, I think it was. Um, which I'm so glad I did because I yeah. realized when I got there this isn't yeah. this is not for me i thought i'd you know work in a glass office and play yeah, golf yeah. on a wednesday afternoon <laughs> that's that was not the case and i'd have loads of money no that's not yeah. the case um so yeah that was uh it's a far cry to do this um so yeah as i said it got a bit emotional at the end
0: uh, yeah i mean i can imagine this is a like kind of cathartic full circle moment like a moment to reflect on oh my god how am i here Okay, so let's go back to the beginning of the story then. So tell me the first time you ever played a racing game. Oh,
1: it was VR racing uh, on the on the Sega Mega Drive. Lovely. I must have been seven, something like that. Okay. I remember. I remember it vividly. It's uh, yeah, I just remember playing it. I couldn't put it down. I absolutely loved it. Um, that was that was my first experience. So. VR racing. It was called virtual racing, I think it was.
0: Okay, and then and then you know, tell us. Okay, so basically, what I like to do on this podcast, I like, to, I like to nerd out on two things. Yeah, I like yeah. to Nerd out on the games that you progress through. Yeah. And then the hardware. So yeah, there's yeah, usually yeah. a prolonged period of controller before you get your first wheel. Yep. And then we can nerd out about your first wheel. So tell us the story.
1: So the story uh, obviously started out uh, VR racing, virtual racing, and then kind of went through micro machines. Uh, yep. I may get I may get it a little bit wrong in places. Micro machines f One Ninety Seven. I think okay. it was on the PS2, mega game, I used to, I played that far too much. Um, other games I remember playing, N64, Mario Kart 64 it was, uh,
0: Diddy Kong Racing, Amazing. Was, a, was a big <laughs> one. Because you could be in a plane, you could be in a hovercraft or the car. It's really funny how there's like, when you go through these journeys of games, there's like a few games that, seem to k- keep appearing in all of these interviews. It's almost <laughs> like there's like a few that have essentially become like the gateway drug yeah. to our modern day sim racer. Yeah, 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 But Diddy Kong is not one I've heard before. Oh, Diddy
1: Kong Racing. <laughs> I could go back and have that now. Um, and, I don't, and then I think, I kind of think of it in two stages. And then Gran Turismo took over. So yeah. then Gran Turismo, well, it was Gran Turismo 1, as we know it now, but Gran Turismo came out. Then that's all I've ever played really ever since. So I played Gran Turismo 1, 2, right. 3. Uh, the prologue one that was in Tokyo, then we did four, but I didn't really finish four right? because I went to university, yeah. started playing sport and things, uh, and I started playing Call of Duty a lot during that time. So I, it was the multiplayer. Yeah. It's all linked together. So the multiplayer aspect of it, the online yeah. com- competition, you know, you're not playing AI. I'm not a great fan of AI. Right. No matter how good it gets for me, it's not, you can't replicate the emotions. Even now that AI people.
0: is becoming AI?
1: Oh, different, you no. Know, ChatGPT is one thing and I use yeah. that for a lot of stuff yeah. Don't we <laughs> um, all de- I wouldn't write my own emails anymore why would I do that I guess I do it. Um, but in terms of racing games you know I, you can't mimic the emotions of, a, of another human uh, and so playing Call of Duty I found my love for that online competition against humans yeah. you know, we were doing you know uh, basically team deathmatch and all those kind of classic things right where you'd outsmart someone yeah. or they'd outsmart you
0: and... but it's emotive because you know it's a real human being I love it like, there is nothing emo- emotive about beating code. No. It was rabbit chase. I think is the phrase where you start at the back,
1: yeah. and plus with Gran Turismo, I just buy the Formula One car, yeah, and just beat every beat every race possible. It's completely pointless.
0: So I think it's probably fair to say that, that you are best known for Gran Turismo. Now you've you've started ACC and you've you've done some collaborations yeah. with with Jardier and you've kind of broadened. And now obviously Gran Turismo uh, Seven has now come back out. Yeah. So now you're kind of back in the Gran Turismo scene, but. Along this journey, at which point did you first say, I'm going to stick a webcam up and show this to the world?
1: Oh, a long time ago. I mean, even before I thought I could go full time with it, to be honest, it was just, I just wanted to be streaming. I wanted to kind of... Why? I don't really know. (laughs) Uh, I think probably in the first instance, because it was easier to make videos. I was doing voiceover videos at the start. So I'd record a race offline. Uh, so I'd have to do that first, then I'd have to think of a story. Yeah, and I'd have to, I scripted it in those days, so I didn't have to tell yeah. a story, and I'd do that. But much so it's a real
0: craft then from the beginning. It wasn't, you know, it sounds to me like a lot of people, I think, since the Twitch era has started, a lot of yeah. people go, Well, I play games all the time, why don't I try and yeah. build something around that? I'm just going to stream myself because I'm gaming all the time yeah. anyway and just see what happens. But this is interesting because this is different, you know. From the very beginning you've decided that I need to script stories. I, love I need to build stories. stories out of this. Yeah. Like lo- what, what, what? there must have been some other motivation behind that.
1: I love telling stories. I'm very entrepreneurial. I like to build something from nothing. Um, and that's kind of what I did with the channel really. Built obviously built it from nothing, but I can tell I like to build a story from something, like a race. Yeah. There's so I like to tell my perspective or I like to delve into again it's sort of that human element. Why this person did this. Yeah. Why did I do that when that yeah. person did that? So um, So yeah, just made a few videos. Um, Things got a bit out of control. (laughs) Um, Started streaming because it was easier,
0: you know. So when you say get out of control then, so were you having a decent amount of success with your uh, on-demand content, so your non-live streaming content? Yeah, yeah, massively.
1: It was was kind of, I kind of just did it as, as I was going through the ranks at work, I kind of had a feeling it's not what I wanted Like every run of the ladder that I got up, I thought this isn't as good as I thought. So I needed a release. So I made just a few videos. And I'd always loved Gran Turismo. I was the guy I was the racing guy in my circle. Yeah. And just looping back to where modern warfare comes in, when I when I went on honeymoon in twenty seventeen, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole and I I found a I think it was a Super GT video, I think. And I was like, Wow, people make videos on firstly wow people make Gran Turismo 7 video or Gran Turismo. What they? I can't remember what it was. Sport, I think it was coming yeah. out. You must have had early access or something. And you can race against others now
0: online. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't there in four. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. right,
1: I because obviously I was doing the whole shoot 'em up thing because I love the online competitive element. Yeah. So it's like right, I need to do a bit of this. So I just made a few videos, see see
0: what happens, and as I say, just kept going and going and going. So what motivated you to keep going and going and going? Because I think it's fairly. Um, well established that in the early days of any streamers life unless they have some huge budget or some huge collaboration or they're a celebrity the only way to build a a real uh, successful challenge is to essentially use a word that i hate which is grind yep you have to just grind and grind and grind people will always talk about you know the first year i'd be streaming to like 12 people maximum on a good night yeah was that the same for you Yeah. yeah and and what what kept you pushing through that?
1: Uh, the fear of having to go back to my old job. The fear of, is this life? Is this it? I hated it. Interesting. I really, it was, it, and that's still why I do it now to this day, is, you know, in YouTube, it's so competitive. Anyone, everyone's coming for you, yeah. everybody. And you've got to have that mindset, you know? Um, and yeah, just the, the fear of having to go back to the office just petrifies me. Because then what happens? So I work till I'm 60. Like my kids grow up and yeah and, and, and you know i miss all that and then, then i start my life at 60.
0: yeah yeah that, on the golf course right yeah that 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 terrifies me yeah if i'm honest now it's interesting because i've spoken to a lot of streamers and i often try and ask questions about the business side of it and you know the the requirement to be some kind of entrepreneur and i think most of the streamers it's fair to say have kind of shunned that concept and they say no i do it because i love it everything else comes second but i'm really interested to hear how you've learn what it takes to be a, you know, let's be fair, economically successful streamer. How do you support yourself? Because a lot of people who start streaming, nowadays, are mid-career. Not everyone is 14, 15, 16 year old when when they start streaming. Which means they have bills to pay, they have other people that are dependent on them. And so it's not really an option to stream and create content unless you can support yourself by, by doing it. So as you've been building up this channel, what kind of considerations have you been making to how do I generate revenue? And I know as a content creator, you don't want to be talking about revenue to people who are subbing, gifting, yeah. but that's the reality of it. And that's and I think most people think that's fair enough because they're yeah. like, well, if I'm going to watch this guy and I'm going to enjoy his content, he needs to eat. Yeah. So how do you approach that side of it? So the, firstly, so for a bit of context, I went full time
1: streaming when Grand Auto 7 came out. Right. Right? So that's the that's the sort of pillar of where it starts. Previously, um, you know, the cliche six months, salary in the bank, that's yeah. the cliche, right? That's what, you, that's what you need to have to, just be comfortable. Then if you don't like your job, you can quit it. And you've got a little bit of contingency. I'm very conservative, yeah, very structured, very calculated in everything that I do. And um, so firstly, the jump to streaming full-time wasn't too much of a jump. It was a shock. It was a now or never. I had no expectation it was ever going to work out. I was just lucky. No one else did it right so you need a bit of luck here yeah. you know there's so many other great content creators who could have done it and I wouldn't be sat where I am today but I was yeah. so
0: lucky it just didn't happen. Right. Um, and then Do you it... think it's all luck or, do you, or would you be prepared to admit that no. you studied your craft no. you study what other people were doing you try to learn you know everything from the algorithm to what makes a good story to what makes a good stream? I would never no I don't think because I genuinely don't think I am I think I'm here through
1: I'm like, I use this analogy, you know when Mufasa in The Lion King, right? It's crawling up that mountain. <laughs> right, yeah. That's me crawling, growing on YouTube. That is me, like, I'm pummeling this thing with videos. Relentless. Yeah, I think- Persistence uh, yeah. is the key. And there is no gaps. I've yeah. done a short every day for six months. Um, I've done a video every other day or every day for, uh, yeah, as long as I can remember. I've streamed five days a week. Unless I'm working on something else, I've streamed every single day. But just going back to your point about the economics. Yes. Of it, um, I want to remove the need for anyone to super chat anyone to be a member or anything like that but you have to allow that out of respect for people to um to be part of something yeah because right? they tune in every day yeah they want to be part of something and we have people, little icons people, and things people and like being
0: part of something
1: 100 percent. it's like the camaraderie and all that sort of stuff and, it, so,
0: and it's and it's you know having those those I'm hesitant to call them revenue channels because I think that that boils it down to something more base than what it is, but it essentially, essentially is that, but it allows a viewer to feel more of an active member rather yeah. than a passive member.
1: Yeah. So I've done a few things that just just touching on the channel memberships and how, yeah. so everything is the base tier, there's yeah. no tier. You get rewarded on loyalty. Right. Like I don't have a 50 quid membership and a five quid membership, and yeah. then a 50 quid membership is, it's somehow recognized more, you know? Um, so I think lo- loyalty is a big thing. and. and about the commercial side, I've tailored all my content around partnerships because that is massive. You know, in my old role, in my old life, you speak, and I think I was um, conditioned and institutionalised over those thirteen yeah, yeah. years that I was in business of being able to talk to people, being able to talk to companies, and that's that's flown over to brands. You know,
0: yeah,
1: I like to feel that I'm synonymous with certain brands. Everybody knows what rig I'm in. Everybody knows what wheel I use. Yeah. Everybody knows what computer I use, and I leverage the audience, the very valuable audience attention to make it so that it's easier on them going forward. Because one day I'd like to turn all the Super Chats and all that
0: sort of stuff off. How has your audience responded? So, you know, you're very openly affiliated to Fanatec, yep. Next Level Racing, Veloce, yep. and Vex. GT Omega. GT Omega. <laughs> Say again? GT Omega. GT Omega. Okay, I've, I've, okay, this is a Veloce This show. is a Veloce okay, yeah, okay, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how do your viewers feel about it do they do they feel like you know you're essentially selling their viewership to make money
1: um no no i don't think so by the way
0: this is this is me playing like the cynical cynical, i'm approaching the conversation from the cynical angle absolutely not saying i agree with this no no absolutely
1: fine um i think it would be if i think that you could have that view if you know i was using a different wheel every you know yeah you know when a new wheel comes out because x number of people have got it people on the circuit have got it you know where it's gonna appear right And then, but the test is, are you using that wheel two weeks later? No, you're not. I have another wheel has not, uh, I have not held anything other than a Fanatec wheel for four years. It's been commercially used. And that is, that's the biggest thing is the trust. I'm super open. I'm super honest. I don't really do reviews. I did one review once of of a Fanatec product. And I said, look, I'm giving you this as long as I can, but it's rose-tinted glasses, because I love Fanatec. Yeah. And I love the fact that they've sent me something for free. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, you know, but so
0: just, uh, you've got to be honest. And so that's interesting. So reviews, to me, feels like a bit of a staple for a sim racing streamer, yeah. content creator, you know. There aren't many people who stream sim racing who don't also do unboxing and reviews yeah. of stuff. So why is it you, that you've chosen not to do that? Uh, because I don't feel unqualified to. And I, uh, That's you know. really interesting. So let me, like, I'm being a terrible interviewer here because I'm just assuming everything, but is that because you don't understand, you feel like you don't, you're not technically qualified to 100%. be like, Newton meters that, drive this, torque the other. Yeah. It looks nice, it works. <laughs> it feels nice. And it feels yeah. nice, like, and it's quality because I use it at
1: commercial grade. Um, and that's, that for me is the key. You know, I can yeah. influence the market. I don't, I hate that word. I'm not an influencer, but yeah. I, what I'm saying is I can, go down to everything that I own, right? I know exactly which person that I've looked up to or I am a fan of who has influenced me to buy that product. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's so, so important with trust. And stuff. You know, if I was flipping and flopping, you know, then then it's different, I think you can lose that trust. Yeah. But when I say I like something, I, I use it, and if you don't like something, it's pretty transparent after a couple of weeks where that is now gathering dust on the side, yeah, yeah. And then the next thing comes up, and the next thing comes up.
0: Um, so yeah, I think um, authenticity is is key. So, in terms of authenticity, here's one. So you stream every day, yep. and you stream quite early as well. You're not yep. necessarily an evening streamer, nope. I would say. Do you ever? Okay, since you've had, let's call it a you know a decent following, yeah. Have you ever woken up, and even though you know there's gonna be five, six, seven hundred, maybe a thousand people who are gonna tune in and watch, have you ever been like, oh, work today? Every day. Not every day, that's unfair.
1: But uh, a lot of days, it is work. Yeah. um, And that is not anything to do with, once I'm live, it's fantastic, right? Once I'm, but getting up, setting it up, doing the thumbnail,
0: dealing with stuff, that is
1: what I don't like doing, but, it's, I've got two choices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I either do it or I don't. And, but could you
0: out? Could you not outsource those those tasks, especially thumbnails? I know I know a lot of people outsource their thumbnails.
1: No, I don't. I don't feel I don't feel I'm big enough to do that. And it's not. I'm too much of a control freak and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah. No, it is light work though, and it's not because I love interacting with the audience that I'm very very lucky to have. But yeah, of course, there's an element of work when races go wrong. I want to rage quit like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you just,
0: I, I, yeah.
1: When a terrible combination comes up on a Monday, I'm
0: like, oh, oh I I've don't got to do that. this all week. Yeah. Um, because that's I, interesting, because because of your specific game, and because of the format that you've chosen, you are kind of tied into like yep. whatever is set yep. as the week's track. But tracks. we embrace
1: it. We embrace the challenge now. I yeah. used to when I was finding my feet in this, it was like I was really, really emotionally upset when we'd have a terrible yeah. like, race or something. Because I've tried to become a bit stoic and stuff. Uh, it's like, look, it will be will be I uh, have a choice. We will get
0: through this together. Yeah, yes,
1: uh, And you know, and people know that about me, you know, they, yeah. they know how I am, so I can't and also I owe it to them to if I'm upset about something or I don't like something,
0: I say it. You share it. Because people want to you, share in the journey. Plus it's very ups difficult. and downs.
1: It's difficult to act 30 hours a day. Uh, 30 hours a week, right?
0: If I'm doing I mean, six are hours you a ever day, acting at all?
1: No. You no. Can't. And even you if can't. I wanted to, yeah. you'd see it straight away. I'm a terrible <laughs> yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, Veloce know this from my videos,
0: you know yeah, the videos yeah, that I yeah. do with
1: him. <laughs> so I can I am what I am, and that's uh, I'm very
0: lucky that that resonates with some people. Yeah. So before we get onto Veloce you said something that was really interesting, uh, which is you're you're not big enough to be able to outsource your videos. Yeah. So and and you know, I don't want to speak out of turn or ask questions inappropriate here, but just for people who are kind of genuinely interested in starting to stream, to give them a real insight into it, and we can talk broadly, which, you know, are you economically in a place now that's remotely comparable to where you were as a director? Are you able to genuinely sustain mm-hmm. the lifestyle that you created as a director at a corporate company with what you're doing now, or, or, or are you just confident that you're on the trajectory together? If I
1: earn one penny less than I did when I was a director, I would stop it immediately.
0: Wow, okay. Because
1: I am not going to compromise my family's lifestyle for an easier or happier life for me. Oh my goodness. Okay. They come first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm very lucky in the early days as a very, very generous, uh, generous, you know, and I still very much do. I've got incredible support from the community that I can't, and it worries me because I can't put my finger on why that is because um, I don't see it anywhere else. Yeah. You know, I don't see it and it's happening to me and I don't know why that is. And um, so. Yeah, as I say, everything is fine, but what I'm doing is I'm leveraging those uh, partnerships. I'm leveraging uh, the my audience's very valuable and um, incredibly important attention. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna go and throw that. That's our currency, as yeah. streams, people's attention. No attention, yeah. no nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, so for, if I'm lucky enough to have them come and drop in every single day like most of them do. The same days, same names are in chat every day. Um, I can't mistrust, I can't use that. I can't misuse that or...
0: So yeah, that's... uh... How does it, like, how is it as a streamer to process the fact that you have people that you've never met and will never meet who are essentially paying I, I know this sounds crude right but to pay, paying your mortgage like how do you kind of process and deal with that yourself
1: so, so they don't anymore
0: uh, to be honest with
1: you so right, okay the, the 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 way so and let me break that down for you in terms of like so the Sorry, way- i
0: realize that with a lot of streamers we talk about like games and stuff but i'm just really you're very honest and open about the business side of it and i think a lot of People who love sim racing would love to give this a go, but I think the biggest worry is, well, how am I going to pay my bills? Yeah, and that is
1: a legitimate. You have yeah. to
0: be, you know, I, like I said, I'd be very lucky that I was the only person
1: who did uh, did take the jump and stream around to when I did. Um, but yeah, so all the sponsorships that I've got uh, maybe me more money than YouTube. YouTube is not the yeah. is not the number one revenue income,
0: right? And yeah. that's
1: very, very. Uh, I I don't know how normal that is but that's something yeah. I have worked
0: on oh, and are we talking like a 70-30 60-40 90-10 I have no idea 70-30 okay something yeah. like that um, I just think and I, I, I apologise if I'm asking very like specific questions but I think from the perspective of somebody who's considering this and I think given our audience a lot of people if you're listening to this podcast you're super into sim racing <laughs> and so you will have considered it at some point right Yeah. so I'm just really interested to get into the nuts and bolts of it yeah yeah I know. I'm, I'm absolutely
1: you know I have to be
0: transparent because I owe it to people who have supported me to be transparent. It's so interesting. It's like, it's like, it's, it's almost like crowdfunding a very personal brand. Yeah. And I don't, you know, and I, I,
1: and I see a lot of videos online and and there's a huge thing around this guy makes his money because X donated him 50 quid or something like that. That is not, that is not the case. And the way that I do my content, the VOD style, there's, uh, you see the wheel, every single view you see, every single short, every single video every single stream you see fanatec yeah same again you see gt omega same again you see pc specialist yes you see my socks your socks nice socks i've got a foot cam
0: okay well i'm what you tell us about your socks
1: i have have a partnership with heel tread
0: okay uh, yeah i've seen their socks they're very
1: nice socks so we leverage that yeah so that we're not reliant on those you know we live in a cost of living crisis i don't want to have to You know, even, you know, I can, you can see it with others who, 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 uh, who who do things to gauge, uh, to to get money. Yeah, there are sympathy stories. And I just, I don't like that. And uh, so what I want to do one day, as I say, is turn the super chats off, turn the memberships off. I just want to stream. That's that's a very admirable ambition. I've got it taken care of. Like your eyeballs are enough.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need to additionally pay. So so
1: people say, oh Rory's lazy with his editing. No. It's I am. <laughs> but it's for a reason. I'm chopping a VOD up. Yeah. But if I have if I'm doing a voiceover like I used to do, I'm no value to Vanatech. Yeah. I'm no value to GC Omega.
0: Yeah.
1: He's especially I'm no value. Yeah. So that is so I've got a marketing degree. So I so that kind of plays into that as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Right. It, it,
0: honestly, it's absolutely fascinating because I feel like uh, as, as sim racing streamers go, you do have a very entrepreneurial approach to it, which I think is great. And I think you know having this discussion uh, is good for anyone listening who's interested in, in, in doing this themselves. Now, something I'm interested in is you were very uh, specifically aligned with Gran Turismo for a long time. Yeah. And then you started doing ACC. And I remember that I think maybe the second or third time I watched your stream was the, the race you did with Jardier. <laughs> Obviously, Jardier, he's an absolute legend yep. in the sim racing world. We've had him on the podcast. He's, he's great. He does ACC. Um, what was the thought process behind trying a new game? And was, were there any nerves behind, okay, am I going to lose my core audience here by trying a different game other than Gran Turismo?
1: Um, yeah, there was fear there. But my sort of idea of it is people know me and the people who watch me are very much like me like they like what we like right we like gt3 racing yeah um and that's you know that's it and the reason i like gt3 gt3 races specifically the sports car racing, is because you might be able to get a baby version of these cars one day if i work yeah. hard enough i might one day yeah, able, yeah. there's a hope there right yeah, that yeah. you might
0: get it like a like a like a five-year-old 570 not s 570, you know, with like 50,000 miles on it, maybe an M4, right? Let's start with an M4, right? (laughs) Uh, But
1: but, you know, that's that's relatable to me. Yeah. Uh, Like all my audience really, really love cars. I love cars. Um, You know, my demographics are a lot of people are older, like me. Yeah. Because uh, they're not watching after school, or yeah,
0: yeah. these guys are it's watching work. These guys are watching work. Working from home, and
1: all I need to be is more entertaining than their inbox yes. or their report <laughs> they're writing, which shouldn't be difficult. No, if I'm being honest, uh, it's closer <laughs> than it probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, no, so that's kind of that's kind of the way I kind of try and do things to be
0: honest. So let's talk about ACC. Yep, you dived into it. How did the opportunity come about with Jardier? I don't know,
1: pestering. Like every, like every other opportunity I've had with anything. Um, like basically me trying to get
0: this interview, right? Yeah, which I apologize for. No, it's okay. <laughs> Apology accepted. Um,
1: but no, I mean like every, every partner on the channel I've written at least a hundred emails to, yeah. to say, please, 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 please. But it's easier for them to sign with me or sign me than to have to sift through all my emails again, right? It's an easy, <laughs> give them an easy out just sign me, right? Um, same with Jardier. I mean, he's a lovely guy, but I, I think about—I don't—I didn't even want to ask actually. To be fair, I didn't want to even want to ask him for a long time because what's in it for him? You know, that's the way I think about. It. Where's your, where's my, where's his ROI on do, on doing yeah. anything with me?
0: Uh, you're, you're, you're essentially uh, banking on the community aspect of sim racing, yeah. And I think, you know, I've seen this at Sim Racing Expo, I've seen it at SRO. There is definitely a community among the streamers, yeah. And especially you sit at a table with, you know, I remember Expo a couple of years ago, sitting at a table with like Jimmy Broadbent, Chris Hay, uh, Gamer Muscle, Random Cool Sign. Yeah. And there was no, there wasn't this sense of kind of, oh, I'm, I've got this many followers mm. and you've only got that many followers. They yeah. were all talking tips and helping each other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, It does feel like, you know, you 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 as, a, as an up and coming streamer, speak to someone like Jardium, and like, look, I'd love to try ACC. Yeah. It'd be great to kind of like, you know, uh slingshot the success mm-hmm. of that if you would be willing to do some kind of collaboration for him his personal brand is that oh Jardier, we love Jardier. oh look he's helping out yep. this kind of up and coming uh, gran turismo streamer
1: and it kind of like worked out, i think a little bit and i haven't asked him about this but i think maybe we kind of like helped each other a little bit so people who watch me during the day might all love acc so much they watch mm. it in the evening with Jardier streams right. same right. people yeah, who yeah, love yeah. acc so much that they watch it in the evenings might put it on in the background while they're at work yeah but the ACC streams are almost as big as the Gran Turismo 7 one these
0: days. Yeah, uh, it is insane. Well it ACC is, insane. is 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 huge and I think AC2 mm-hmm. in apparently a- a- announced so today it, yeah, Q2 yeah. 2024 though yeah. the wording is a little ambiguous. Yeah. Uh, AC2 uh, coming out next year which is exciting. So it's when you're looking at the games are yeah. you conscious of are, are you making kind of strategy decisions <laughs> about right which game do I want to be streaming based on how successful it's going to be yeah. versus you know where you've come from it's like Okay, I've always been Gran Turismo and that's where my audience yep. is. But I think this game is going to be massive. I want to get an early access. Yep. I want to blah, 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 blah. You must be funny. thinking about this all the time. Yeah, funny
1: you should say that. We have a very big game around the corner called yes. Forza Motorsport.
0: Yes, Eight, I think yes. It
1: is now, uh, which I have somehow managed to get early access to, and that is through finding whoever it was on LinkedIn and sending him like 100 messages. So the theme continues. The grind. Right? The grind the continues. continues, yeah. Um, and I've got a very difficult decision. I've only got five days in the week. I yeah. refuse to stream on the weekends because that's family time. And I love that. Know, I'm I love just that. not going to do. It. Also,
0: I don't know how many people watch streams at the weekend. I feel like streaming is a routine. Yeah, because the it's day. not on-demand content. Yeah, yeah, I think people watch on-demand at the weekend and yeah. streams at the and, and, at and the talented
1: streamers stream on the weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> right, I don't. Okay, I just, yeah, yeah. So don't I just, want to I compete with them. No, I don't want to compete. them. I just don't know. I just genuinely don't want the competition. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah. You know? uh, if I can continue and try and get a monopoly where we are, then it would be crazy to change yeah. that. But. Um, so yeah, I've got a very difficult decision to make because Forza is ginormous. Yeah. It's the Gran Turismo Seven of Xbox. You either had an yeah. Xbox growing up or a PlayStation growing up. I've tapped into whoever had a PlayStation and of growing course, up. You
0: know, PC. Yeah, yeah, PC which as well. Crossplay, which, which is you know, Gran Turismo. There's been rumours, yeah. but it's not there yet. No, no, not yet. So, um, so yeah,
1: I mean, market size is massive. If I get you know, you get one percent of hundred million. It's nuts, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, the old adage, yeah, if yeah. I can just get 1% yeah. of this market, Versus it, but we'll then be it... millionaires this time next week, yeah, Rodney. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> or you get like a massive percentage of a smaller market. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think I know, uh, again, you know, I've somehow found myself as an early adopter in this hybrid working from home, loose women this morning.
0: Hang uh, on, so, hang on, hang on. So right, hot take, actually. Yeah. Eerie is, is competing directly with Loose Women. Absolutely. Okay, and why would I watch you over Loose Women? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> loose Women's a great, I'd probably advise amazing. you to go watch that, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um,
1: but no, I think I've stumbled across that and I think there must be, right, there must be another market of people my age who grew up with Forza, who now are in jobs that they don't like, just like I used to, yeah. or need something in the background. Um, so I'm excited for it. I don't know what's going to happen. But if I don't know, you know, you've got to take a shot, right?
0: yeah exactly and i mean you have a real good foundation to to work on whatever you do you've got a core group who will come as you said earlier who will come for you mm. the game in second right yeah and i think you'd probably stretch that if you started doing like age of empires but you know yeah. to anything racing i think you're probably going to carry that core group across okay so let's uh let's move on let's talk about veloce i'm yeah. assuming you sent them 100 emails oh yeah uh, but tell me the story how did veloce happen because it feels like the last six times I've seen you has yeah. been at an SRO event yeah. and you've been here working for Veloce. So, Tell us about how so, that happened. So it has
1: literally been like four years in the making, five years in the making. I've sent them an email at every milestone, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000. Literally, we've, we laugh about it now. I go to Cam's inbox who works for Veloce and say, <laughs> show me your Instagram. And I'll go through it. So, um, and it came to a point where, you know, we met at the Sim SimRacing Expo last year. Yeah, um, I remember. I was... Um, I was doing something with, what was I doing something with? Fanatec, I think it was. Yeah. And then. Um, of course, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I asked some voters to be taken with me because yeah. I've never had professional voters before. And they were working with Veloce at the time. Yes. So Veloce took a, took some photos of me and actually put me on their story. Mm. And I remember writing, Aries uh, Times Veloce, uh, like collaboration went. And then it just, I just kept going and going and going. And then they gave me a meeting and I just went for it.
0: Just I love it. Went for it, and um, I
1: love it. I just said yes to everything, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's why we're
0: here. It, uh, you know, I love the, the honesty of this message, right? Because there's a school of thought that is is you know you need to really study your algorithms. You need to study your story arcs. You need to make sure that you've got the best settings. Uh, maybe less so the settings and mm-hmm. the picture quality and sound quality and stuff. But actually, essentially, what you're saying here is you just need to work really hard. No one owes you anything. Nope. You need to just do as many emails as you can, reach out to as many people as you can, put yourself in as many opportunities as you can to yep. meet the right people at the right time. Yep. Because although that's perhaps not the most democratic way of doing it, that's the reality of it. And so you yep. throw yourself into it. Because I, I don't think I'm very good at what I do.
1: And I'm just saying, I genuinely don't. I've got like imposter syndrome like you would not believe.
0: Yeah, um, do Because I see all <laughs> these
1: amazing people, right? Doing these amazing streams. They and, probably uh, have the same imposter syndrome as you. <laughs> yeah, well, they hide it better. They hide it better, <laughs> most of them. Um but uh, so yeah, this it means that I have to do something to differentiate myself. Hard work, so I try and outwork everybody. I try and, that's a bit of a cliche phrase, I try and get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So like you say, do you want to do this presenting thing for five days flying around the world, or uh, flying around Europe? My stomach says no, so therefore yeah. what comes out of my mouth is yes, every yeah. single time. Same yeah, with yeah. ESL. Do you want to go and do this? Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. And then we'll just see what happens. So. Veloce must be a, a glimpse into a larger world. They have a lot of resources, yeah. they have a huge organization, lots of infrastructure. You know, the team that walks around the SRO paddock is is, 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 is clearly very talented. Yes. You know, what's, what was it like as a small independent streamer to just be thrown into that?
1: No, I still, I still find it quite intimidating. When they're sitting in a circle with all their Veloce stuff on, I remember vividly, I was a good with festival of speed. They had their like stand, I wanted to go over more than anything and just say, look, this is me. I'd love to work with you. Yeah. I just didn't do it. I just walked on by. I pretty much went to Goodwood for that. Right. Um, and even now I see them sitting in a circle and I forget I'm
0: yeah. part of them. And, yeah. uh
1: I sort of hesitate going over there. They are. Uh, it's an incredible like, aura about for me anyway, like an incredible aura about it's almost like a rite passage for, a creator, yeah. you know, Steve was doing this, Super GT was doing this last year. Yeah. Um, not saying that I will be anywhere near him in the next year,
0: or ever. This is your imposter syndrome you. creeping in again. Yeah, 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 but you know,
1: <laughs> if, if, if they see something, then who, you
0: know, I, yeah, I just kind of like, it's almost
1: like the right passage,
0: you know? And of course, these weekends allow you to get closer to be able to turn off Super Chat, in the core of what you do, right? 100%,
1: yeah, yeah, same with the ESL stuff that we've been doing, you know, uh, just broadening those horizons, so it's not yeah. all about YouTube. And that's what I would say to everybody who is trying to do streaming or is trying to do videos, you know, it'll be the worst paid job of your life for a long time, um, but you've just got to suck it up and do it. That's and the way it it's works. it's
0: enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, 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 When you boil it down, yeah,
1: it's yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it's your passion. If, you, if you're not passionate about it, just don't do it. But um, you just have to keep going and build that ecosystem a financial ecosystem around yeah. you so that you are not dealt with a people say algorithm it's not it's audience that's replace the word algorithm with the audience yeah. right some people get very lucky and yes it pushes but people still need to click on stuff yeah um, and yeah just build it take take the take the pain out of it and say right okay i'm going to rely on um i'm going to rely on brands yeah who have budgets rather than people who have personal budgets
0: yeah that's, that's the ethos for me. I mean, it makes total sense. Now, Rory, I really appreciate you taking the time out. Obviously, you're a very busy guy. You've got <laughs> a lot of Veloce uh, jobs to be doing around the, the paddock. But something I do want to ask you, mm-hmm. that I've asked a lot of people that have come to this podcast, but I don't know if I've asked somebody with your profile of being a kind of primarily console streamer, mm-hmm. eyes in the Veloce world. Yeah. Fast forward five years, mm-hmm. look at the sim racing landscape, Yeah. What's the biggest difference between then and now? In the last
1: five years or in In the next five years? years.
0: What I'm asking you to do here is predict the future. I
1: think it will be in the... Esports will dominate. And I think it will be... I think ESL R1 is a start of something, whether ESL is the thing. I think it will shake. It's a disruptive technology. It's going to... More eyes are on it. We're sitting in the McLaren hospitality Mm. suite, right? Yeah. Because they're doing esports at Mm. a real life event with real drivers Real brands are in, want to get involved, so I think that is where it's going to go. I don't, you know, graphics will improve, games will improve. Yeah, you know, yada, yeah, yeah, We
0: assume we're on a fairly linear curve with yeah, all of that on stuff. on that, but brands, you think esports. Yeah, for brands. me, that's
1: the way it's going to be. Like massive, sort of like the, like the, you know, the Fortnite stuff.
0: You know, yeah, if we can yeah, get yeah. there, so collaborations. I'm going to go and watch there. a concert in Fortnite. Yeah,
1: because you know, brands, eyeballs, attention, eyeballs, that is what brings the money in, and I think. That will that will be where this goes, to be honest with you. And how about you? Hopefully I'm still doing it in five years. You know, so many better creators have come and gone. You know, that's (laughs) the survival.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's (laughs) two ways five years. What I'd love to see is I'm still here. (laughs) The two ways that this will fail
1: for me and anybody. It fails. You lose motivation and that will never happen because my back's against the wall. I'm doing this for my family, not me. Yeah, you know, so that will never finish or financial. And I'm doing everything I can to put you know, ring fence things, put things in place. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting there looking at a this a, is Mercedes, a, a Mercedes E-Class, right? Oh, E50, E63 AMG.
0: Yeah, the Porsches are so beautiful. The McLarens over yeah. there. I would oh love one, right? Oh my goodness, look at those. They are oh, stunning. Yeah.
1: Um, but my kids need educating. My, poor, uh, my um, yeah. and my mortgage needs paying. Yeah. So that is the only. Those are the two things that will trip you up. Yeah. So my full focus is to mitigate those risks, and that's it. That's you what I do each man. and every day.
0: Well, Rory, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time. Even if I have had to DM you on just about so long. 50 times with Sorry. no response, which doesn't do a great deal for my ego, if I'm being honest. No, no all my image. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. Thanks for being so honest and open. And I think everyone who's listening is going to really enjoy this, this genuinely opened window into the world of what it takes to become a streamer that can pay their mortgage. <laughs> so yeah, thank you very yeah, yeah. much. Appreciate no worries. It. Thank
1: you for your time. Sorry it took so long. <laughs> thank you.